Hi, I'm Micah. And I'm Amelia. And this is the second episode of Crime Time. Yep. <laughs> Last week, we talked about Eileen Warnos, one of the most famous female serial killers in history. But this week, we're talking about someone a little bit less known, I guess. Less known in America. Yeah. But pretty well known in, like, England. In, like, Bristol area. Yeah. And she's especially less known because she's from such a long time ago. She's from, like, the 19th She's from the 1830s. Right. So, around that time. Yeah. So, her story is also really interesting. Yeah. And her name is Amelia Dyer. <laughs> and once again, children, <laughs> people that are sensitive to extreme violence. Extreme and violence, disturbing imagery. And just really, like, fucked up concepts. Yeah. To, like, make Scary up. things. Yeah. This one's possibly worse than last episode. Just, like, it's not as gory. It's just and, more like, sad. It's really, like, to the core. It's, like, really yeah. bad. So, um, if you're one of those people who are sensitive to that kind of thing, um, there's no shame in not listening, I guess. And especially if you're a kid. Especially if you're a kid. Ask. I'd be sad. I would be so sad. Yeah. But ask your parents if you really, really want yes. to. Yes. Moving on. Moving on. Amelia, you want to take this <laughs> for, for Amelia Dyer? Yeah, for yes, Amelia Dyer. Yes, I, yes, I she did all the research. I have no idea what's going on. Okay. Yeah. Good job, Michael. Anyway. Tell me a story. So... Amelia Dyer was also known as the Reading Baby Farmer because Reading Reading is that a place? It's a place, um, and it's like she was. She grew up in a town called Pyle Marsh, which is like really close to Bristol in England, in 1837, which is literally the year that Victoria was like coronated. So it's like the literal beginning of the Victorian era. Huh. Yeah, and like. All of the murders like happened in that. Was time. she poor? She was actually not poor at all, especially given the fact that the Victorian era was like full of like fucking like such a poverty big, and yeah, big yeah. gap in between like the poor and the wealthy. Like she was like educated, like she grew up like loving literature and art and stuff like that. So she was like privileged for the time. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, her father was a shoemaker. So they weren't like super wealthy, but they were very comfortable. Right. And they lived very comfortably. Her mom became very ill from typhus fever, which was like very common then. Mm. And um, this was like before Florence Nightingale, who was like the person. (laughs) Nightingale. (laughs) Florence Nightingale, who like was that like doctor. Yeah, I know what you're trying to say. Yes. I got it. I got it. <laughs> anyway, her mom anyway, died. Okay, so her mom died from that. And like, when the, she was little? When she was like, bare, she was like 10 when, when she died. So and maybe that affected her. Definitely. I mean, maybe that affected her. Maybe that is part of the reason why she killed people. Yeah, but especially the fact that her mom like was insane. Her mom was crazy. Like, really, like, really, really crazy. Yeah. Like, abusive, or? Like, if someone saw her during that time, they would have put her in an asylum. You know what I mean? Right. 
Okay. And her so mom, maybe that's like a genetic thing. Yeah, it's definitely a genetic. Thing. And her mom died. Depression is so genetic. Yes, like it's so in my family. In my family. <laughs> in all the families. Yeah, it's a genetic thing. Yeah. Anyways. Anyway, so Di was really depressed after that, and her dad didn't really know what to do about it, and so he thought that she sh- she should be sent to somewhere where she can have some type of like woman like exposure like exposure to like women in general or stuff like that so she went to her aunt's house when she was like when she was like 11 ish and she like lived with her aunt and she had five brothers or she was in a family of five so she had four brothers and stuff so she was the only woman in the family but did she like experience any sexual abuse she didn't so that's different than I need more. That's why it's like important to, important to emphasize like how privileged and like comfortable and like middle class that she was. Like she came from a very good family. Right. Like unlike a So she didn't yeah. have to like prostitute herself or no, anything. No, she like didn't. That. She didn't have to no. And also this is just like a very different time, I feel like. No, it really, really is. Cause like with Eileen Moranos, we were talking about, like, poverty, or not poverty, but, like, really, like, fucked up things, like, in America, right? But this is in England when, like, everyone was poor. Right. Except for, like, a very small percentage of the population. Hmm. Anyway. So, she went to her aunt's house, and she, like, started to apprentice for, like, corset making. (laughs) So, she was doing what a woman should do in the time. You know what I mean? Like, what the woman should learn to do. Or was supposed to. Like, yeah. To Sorry, I'm really sick. That's yeah. why my voice sounds like snot. But yeah. <laughs> it sounds like snot. Yeah. Cool, cool. <laughs> um, anyway, so she lived with her aunt for a really long time. And then eventually, when she was 22, she married someone for the first time. And his name was George Thomas. And the weird thing about their marriage is that when they met each other, they both told each other that they were like six years younger or older than they actually were. Like they both like lied about their age. Like he was really old and she was really young. Okay. So she was older than him? No. He was older than her? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. By like a lot of years. And so then they had one child. She began to like become a nurse and she was like learning how to become a nurse which was like a big thing yeah especially for like women yeah um that's cool like her story is cool so far until she starts like killing people yeah which this like segues into like so she started off as a nurse like actually helping helping people people. like survive not die even though she like I feel like this story is super fucked up because it's, like, about class, especially. It's about class and it's about poverty. And it's, like... Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, it's so... It seems so pleasant. Like, their lives seems, like, so comfortable. Mm -hmm. Unlike the, like, fucked upness of, like, Eileen Warnos. Like, it seems like she would have a fine life. Right. Even though her mom died. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so... Then she spoke with a woman named Ellen Dane, who was also a nurse. Um, and Ellen Dane was talking about this thing that was not uncommon in England in the Victorian era, which was baby farming. So it's basically- It's so whack. 
just the name itself. I'm sorry, like, baby it's like farming. What? It's like yeah, baby farm? farming. Like yeah. livestock babies. Like what the fuck? Like it, I, I it just, doesn't. Okay, like, so what it actually is is women who have children who are either like they can't afford to have or are super or are illegitimate like they're not actually they were born like in adultery you know what i mean right but the just they yeah. would they would give their babies to baby farmers who would do what with them generally it would be fine like generally it wouldn't be like the story they would be of, like orphans or something yeah it's basically like an orphanage yeah okay but the possibility for something like that it wasn't uncommon for right. like fucked up things and this to is happen why. And this no is why. Gave, because like, you get money. no one cared you get money from the baby when you choose to take the baby in so if you kill right. them you can take other babies that's yeah it, it's like one of those crimes that makes me feel physically sick yeah like I, I have a hard stomach like I can handle a lot yes but... you can Michael. yes you can <laughs> Children, like babies, literally no. newborn babies, can't do that. You can't fucking do that. Anyways, go on with your story. It wasn't uncommon, especially since like in this time. Wait, it was... wasn't uncommon for baby farms to exist. No, or just for people to murder babies. Baby farming, right? It wasn't uncommon because there was this thing called the Poor Law Amendment Act, which was this thing that if a baby was born out of like adultery mm-hmm. then the father didn't have to pay for the baby and didn't have to support the baby yo i heard about that yeah so that's why women who like couldn't get the jobs, father or the husband the father that's crazy that's crazy yeah that's terrible it's really really weird but like why am i surprised you know i'm not surprised I'm either not surprised. But it's, like, sad because the women can't get Why jobs. Why does that sound like something that's actually going to, like, re-be a law? It's, like, an unspoken law. <laughs> yeah. Like, everywhere. It's horrible. Yeah. And so she couldn't support the child. Or nobody, none of these women could support the ch- their children because they couldn't get jobs. So they had to give them to this fucking yes. baby farm. And some of God them would give them. Someone is going on at the baby you farm. You don't know. You literally do not know. Because the you women mean, who like, are baby farmers are supposedly like. Nurses? Like like old women who like would do this oh right. Oh god. Old yeah. women. Terrifying. Yeah. So there, a lot of women would send their children to these places. And a lot of them wouldn't ever come back for them. But some would. Um... So, when her husband died, when he was 67, which was almost 20 years later, she was really, really poor. Because being a woman then is like, you can't support yourself at all. Right. You don't really- She didn't get anything from his death. Not much. Because they they were also like lower middle class, sort of. Right. And she had one, she had a daughter at this point. She remembered what Ellen Dane had told her about baby farming, so she put ads in the paper, like under different, um, what's the word? Elias? Eliases? Is that the alias? Alias. That's what it is. Different aliases. That shows fucking awesome, by yeah. the way. I was obsessed with it. Seventh, eighth, ninth grade. <laughs> anyway, wow, that's a lot of years. <laughs> anyway, there's like 10 seasons. <laughs> anyway, so she had a lot of different 
Aliases. 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 Okay. She had a lot of different aliases. And Why? one of them was Mrs. Harding. It was I was unsure at the beginning because she always used an alias an alias. I can't say the word, man. Anyway, she always used one, even when she didn't start killing them. Like not so even at the very creepy. beginning. She's creepy. already creepy. Creepy old lady. And it's weird. It's a, di- it's a very different vibe. Than, yeah, it's like um, almost it's like more chilling. Miss Warner's. It's more chilling. Yeah. Anyway. Because like no one really knows what happened back in the day. No, and also everyone's finding, dead. Researching for this is not as easy as like doing Yeah. Because I literally Tyla Tyra, sorry, Tyra. is still alive. Yeah. Like I, none of I these think people I follow her on alive. Instagram. Really? Yeah. Pretty sure. I wanna I wanna look that up. Anyway, so she started putting ads in the paper under different I can't whatever. Anyway. <laughs> and one that she used a lot was Mrs. Harding. Harding? Yes. And here are some things <laughs> that she would put in <laughs> the paper. She said, Mrs. Harding, married couple with no family, would adopt a healthy child. We have a nice country home. Yo, that's so wait. So she's not advertising it as an actual like baby farm. It's like, no, this is what baby farming is like. Oh, you, like they don't know that you are no. not. Like they think you're just a family. Yeah. So that's baby farming is so like, just being like being a foster money. parent. It's like being a foster. Parent. No, it's being like an evil foster parent. Yeah, who, like, just does it for yeah getting money from yeah. taking in children. But it's also because women couldn't. It was right. hard for women to get other jobs. Like, I know that it's hard to get other jobs for a woman at that time. But, but that, this is still messed up. Yeah, it's a very messed up thing to do. It's like Yeah. And so for each baby who came from, like, a poor family, the charge, like, like the m- amount of money that you would get would be, like, 10 to 15 pounds. From the government? No. Like, from, you had to pay, the person would pay you to oh. take to take the baby. That's, That's so weird. It's so weird. Also, it doesn't seem like a lot per baby. I mean, it was probably more. That's why but... Amelia Dyer would kill them so that she could get other babies. And that was like her income. <sighs> okay, but I, I read that like it's not, it wasn't just about the money, obviously. Not for most people. Because there was a like religious aspect to these killings. No, yeah, like a very strong. Yeah, and you'll see that in her confession because she thinks that they like are better off if they're yeah. not alive because of like. Well, where that's they come what from. supposedly baby farmers. Are this like. is like fucking eugenics. Yeah, is what it is. Yeah, she's like they're better off with God. Yeah, that's like. That's she, like you find up. out later that she called herself the angel maker because she would literally like send babies to jesus but anyway let's continue on she would literally send babies that's to that's jesus. that's what it is or figuratively. no that's what she thought she was doing so she called herself the angel maker right right um and another quote so she thought she was like a fucking hero yeah i mean we don't know if she actually thought that because then again there aren't a lot of like sources that we can find that describe her character like as a person because no one remembers no no one remembers and also it's like now you can literally have like video evidence of what people are like right back then you couldn't at all like i can't i don't have any i don't know what she like was like 
with Eileen Warnos, you have some like actual pictures and some like videos. videos of yeah, her. actual. Interviews. So you can you can see for yourself like what she's like, right. but not for Amelia Dyer. Hmm. Um. She, yeah. So she put a lot of ads in papers under different. I. Uh, it's okay. Just I mean, aliases. I can't. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> it's anyway. So she like would put like a little thing underneath that of of her picture that would be like a picture of her. Yeah, in the ad. We'll post it on the website so you yeah. can see what she looks like. Um. Anyway. So. E like she started killing babies after a while. What did she do with them? Wait, just wait. But like literally, just after a few babies, like two or three, because she in the end like is supposedly she supposedly killed like over three hundred babies. She's confirmed to have killed fourteen. Holy shit! But she had a lot that just were never found. That's like more than any serial killer I've ever listened about, like heard about. You know? Yeah. I've never heard about any suspected thing that's over. Like a hundred. Yeah, because it was so easy. <laughs> it was so easy for her to like literally have her target every time. It's crazy. So even after only a few babies that she killed, a baby's leg was found in the water. Oh Jesus! Yeah. By she, who? Just, just like a, a man. <laughs> because her main places that she would bury people, bury these babies, would to throw them into the, to this river, or just like bury them. That's so weird. yeah. So she took in many, many kids for cheap and never returned them to the mothers, who sometimes were curious. Right, because some of them wanted their yeah. children back. She, the way that she generally killed the babies at first was starvation. So it was a slow death. It was a slow death. It's really fun. And sometimes she would give them like medicine, like Godfrey's Uh, cordial that would like fuck them up inside. So they just died slowly. People are... That's just crazy. People are so screwed up sometimes. Yeah. There's like... No. Yeah. Just it's not really any words. There's no words to describe like how wrong that is. It's not even just fucked up. It's like whoa. <laughs> it's like whoa. It's like whoa. That's <sighs> anyway. She was caught in 1879, but wasn't charged for murder because. The way that she would do it, the way that she would make sure that people didn't suspect her, was that it looked like the baby died of natural causes, and so. So she, what was she charged of? She was, I think she was charged for like neglect or something. Right. Or like, I don't, I don't know exactly what word it was, but it wasn't like not. Seen, it wasn't seen as a murder. Because it looked normal. It just looked like she 
these babies would die, then she would report them, and and then this was she would report them. She would say she would bring a doctor in to like examine them, so it didn't oh look like God. she was murdering them. That was at first. But then, what about the doctor? If there's like three hundred babies, that's what happened. Then what? people became suspicious, and that's why she was charged not for murder at first. Yeah, but you can't just like be like, doctor, come. My exactly. baby died three hundred times. Yeah. It's like, no, you're fucking crazy. So for that, she did six months of labor in prison. Labor. Yeah. But then when she got out of jail, she like continued doing what she was doing. She continued killing these babies, but she wouldn't call a doctor. And so that's when she would dispose of babies like in the water, in packages. She would literally put them into like paper packages. And the way that she got caught in the end, like years even after this, like because she was doing it for years, was they found on one of these paper packages, like one of her names that she called herself. Wow. Like Mrs. Harding was on there. Like after being in the water? They like f- they could see it floating down the river. That's crazy. Yeah. I wonder if she like wrote it on purpose. Like as like a tag or something. Yeah. We won't Weird. know. Remember the one with like the fucking tampon that you put yeah. next to everyone? Like maybe that was her yeah. Mrs. Harding. That's so weird. That was her tampon. <laughs> that was her tampon. <laughs> yep. Her, that was her thing. Yep. So then she started to suffer openly from like mental breakdowns. Yep. And usually these mental breakdowns happened when she thought that she was going to get caught. Sounds about right. Yep. She was very suicidal. And one time she attempted to, to like, drink this... It was, like, some very strong medicine that was called Lodinum. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think I've heard of that. I don't really know if that's how you pronounce it. But... It makes you really sick if you take too much, I think. Yeah. And over the years she like began drinking a lot and she used a lot of opium which wasn't uncommon at all but it was illegal right i don't think it was it was very accessible hmm. um she built like a tolerance for these things and so that's why the loud denim or whatever it's called didn't affect her like she wanted to she wanted to kill herself but she couldn't that's crazy she was put in asylums two times because of these outbursts who was like there to see her fucking freaking out? Her daughter. Her daughter was like with her the whole time? Her daughter was alive and was just, you know, like a kid. Like, cause her husband died and she still had her daughter. Did her daughter know what was going on? And that's when we know about that her calling herself an angel maker because that's what she told her daughter. Her daughter asked why are there so many babies coming and leaving in the house? And so who wait, how did, how did you find out about this? Is it in like a letter or something? It's like I think the daughter said that. That's how they found about angel making. That's so weird. Yeah. Oh my god. You're like a kid and there's fucking babies just coming and, it sounds and leaving like and you're so like your mother is like I am an angel maker. She said Maker of angels. She called herself like someone who was sending little children to Jesus because he wanted them far more than their mothers did. 
Wow. Yep. It's why. And that's what she told her daughter. And her daughter comes back to the story later, which we'll get to. Jeez. Yeah. So, anyway, those were her first few murders. And then came her later murders. And her method changed. She stopped, like, starving the babies. And she stopped, like, giving them medicine and stuff. She started to wrap dressmaking tape. It was always white. Oh, right, because she went to school for, like, making corsets. Yeah. She would wrap it around the baby's neck. And it once again was not an immediate death. Like, it was a slow death. Why? Because it's, like, almost like she wanted to watch, like, the process of her sending a baby, like, to Jesus, like she said she was. She wants to see it happen. But that's just, like, not what, like... (laughs) Yep. Ugh. So they would die of, like... They couldn't breathe. Yikes. And she stopped registering the deaths to doctors and she started to move around a lot. It was like an addiction. Yeah. Her. Like she had to, she literally moved around to do it. I mean, so I guess that's kind caught. of what serial killers do it. Do. Yeah. But <laughs> it was like, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> later in a confession, she said that she would, she'd like to watch the babies fight to breathe. Fight? She just likes to see the process of them dying. And she said that- I think that's a common thing she, in serial killers. That's and also, why it's like, not just like, disgusting for them to kill because they enjoy seeing it happen. It's like, you know, those people who are like, get off on making others scared. Like yeah. men who like follow girls home yeah. and like, they just like, that they're not pre- yeah that, that gives them being pleasure. like a, something to be feared being dom being dominant but it's not even just like being scary it's the feeling of someone else like struggling and being yeah feeling endangered yeah it's terrible it's terrible mm-hmm. so that's it's awful um so she also said that if you found tape on a baby like that the white tape then that's how you could tell it was one of hers that's what she said so it really was like that's what she said in her confession yeah she said like if you saw a baby with like a white tape that's like one of the babies one of mine that's what she said so again it's like one of those what's it called the thing that like they do every time yeah it's their tag um so she kept doing that, and she would bury them in the garden, or she would throw them in the in the river, the, the Thames River. Um, in 1896, like 20 years later, a man found a package with a dead baby girl and boy in the river that Amelia would dispose of all of these bodies, and he reported it to the police. The police found that the material used for the package like it was the same as all of these other packages they had found with dead babies in them. And so they linked it back to Amelia Dyer. They went to her apartment and they found the tape that she used to wrap around the baby's necks, the medication that they that she used to like 
starve them and to like make them unconscious and stuff. And the same material material that she used to package them. And you could also smell like obvious decay in her apartment. That's so gross. Yeah, because she would leave the babies there after they died for like three weeks and then she would dispose of them. So it was, there were very much obvious signs that she was responsible for all of these deaths. So they took her into custody. Her confession was five notebooks long and she wrote it while she was detained. She wrote it like over two months when she was like up until she was hanged she was hanged she was hanged right june 10th it sounds to me a lot like um she was terrified of getting caught like with the breakdowns you mentioned earlier but then once she finally was like it was like a relief for her yeah like she wanted to confess she wanted to like literally said that she she was responsible yeah she knew what she was doing was wrong yeah um you can't like i can access like all of the notebooks so i only have like little quotes and stuff Mm -hmm. but in one of her letters she wrote down a poem that she wrote i'm gonna i'm gonna recite it please do by nature lord i know with grief i am poor fallen leaf shriveled and dry near unto unto death driven with sin as with a breath but if by grace I am made new, washed in the blood of Jesus too, like a lily I shall stand spotless and pure at his right hand, and not content with hypocritical tone of the verse. She had the appalling gall to sign it mother. That's so weird. Yeah. Or like the shriveled leaf part. Yeah. It's so like, it's like she thinks she's doing like God's dirty work or some shit. Yeah. She's like, um, <sighs> but like, not only that, that when she goes to heaven, she will be praised. Yeah. She'll be praised for like making all of those angels. <sighs> it's like, I mean, as we continue on, we'll see what the other confessions are like, mm-hmm. but like, even with our first two, you can see the pattern. They're like based on religion. Yeah. They're based on thinking that it's okay. But I don't think, I think Eileen's is different because hers is like asking for God's forgiveness. It's yeah. like, this one is like, she's guaranteed that she will, God would like love her for what she did. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. And like, she also like grew up an educated religious person. Right. So like, it's not like not being privileged, not really understanding. She just had a different idea about what religion was than the rest of humanity. Yep. She was like, going off. So she signed that poem, Mother. Like as her name? Like, yeah. Love Mother? Because she seems like the mother that all of those babies did not have because she believed that she was, that those babies were being mistreated. But they did have mothers. They did. They all had and mothers. And some of them, that, some of those mothers were coming back for them. Yeah, their children, like most mothers do. Yeah, because she thinks that she's gonna do what a mother should do. 
and like send their their children to heaven mm. and stuff. It's unsettling. Yeah, it like, really, really is. I feel like obviously nothing like that could happen today and not get noticed, but it does. Yeah, like there is a definite class mm-hmm. separation, and like you know what I mean, like yeah. in hospitals. Yeah. Like, there's definitely some fucked up stuff going on that's like maybe not as well known because it's not as well, explicit as a serial killer. Yeah. But like, they have so much power in hospitals to do yeah what they want to with your life. It's true, and that's kind of what these people, baby farmers, are like because they have. So much power to like take the place of people who can't raise children.、Mm-hmm. Like raising a child is like that's hard, man. Yeah. Like you can fuck up your child so much, honestly. And so she's taking that role, and she thinks that she's doing the best thing that she could do for a child. It's it's crazy. Yeah. And also, it's like weird to think that she also has a daughter of her own. But she never did anything to her daughter, right? Because her daughter was privileged enough、yeah. to be able to live and like not need to be an angel in heaven. Like、yeah. that's like, because、uh, she、anyways. thinks she's the perfect mother. All so wait, you said her daughter would come back in the story. Yes, it comes in the aftermath of like all of this. Did she get the death penalty? She was shot. She was shot. Yeah, like injected with no. She was shot with a gun. Yeah, that was her. That was her. And while in jail, while in like jail, like up until when she was executed, she was like fine. She was fine with it. She really wasn't like bugging out. Like she wasn't scared. It's kind of like Eileen Warnes. Eileen wanted to die. Yeah. She was like begging for the death penalty. That's that's what has to do with like her relationship with people. Yeah, and this. But she wanted to go to heaven. Yes, she was. She like, didn't want things to end. She wanted things to be like how they were going to be after death in、yeah. heaven. Um, and she thought that she would be accepted just like the angels that she made. Oh boy, yeah. So. Her, basically, the aftermath of this death is like it says a lot about the society that she like was doing this around.、Um, so even though Amelia Dyer's like what she did to these children was absolutely horrific and really terrible, like. It wasn't uncommon for these types of things to happen. Not in like the great quantity that she did it in.、Mm. This murder, this like serial killer, very different from Eileen Warnos. Very different from men serial killers, also. Yeah, that I've heard about. But, but like, I feel like a little bit more similar to men's than Eileen Warnos was. Because、right. Eileen Warnos, hers, hers is like so complicated. It's so complicated in in a way. It just like it doesn't make sense, but like it also kind of does. It kind of does. 
and it's, yeah. her childhood, man. <laughs> and you can feel for her a bit. Yeah, you can. Um, like, it's unforgivable what she did. Of course. But, I mean, yeah. But, like... She also was a human. And, yeah. Like, she, and we sympathize with that a little bit. Yeah. At least to, some, to the amount it should be. Right. She had such a fucked up life. But yeah. moving on to Amelia Dyer. Amelia Dyer... Less forgivable. Very, very much, much less. <laughs> you can still... <laughs> Forgive her a little bit. I mean, as you can, you sympathize with every person, even if they are serious. Right, you have to feel some compassion. Just a little bit. Just compassion for everyone. Yeah. Especially since That's our logo. The stuff with her mother. Yeah. So Amelia Dyer didn't have as fucked up a childhood at all. Right. And she didn't come from a dysfunctional family. Mm-hmm. Like abused her. But she still had some stuff like she did her have, mom yeah. being crazy, and um, especially since like all of the murders are based around being a mom, because she didn't have a mom. True. Like that's the main thing that really fucked her over. That's very true. Yeah. So yeah, but it's a lot. Eileen Warnos killed like eight grown men who were probably assholes. Yeah. And like they still obviously deserved to yeah. not die, but like this is so different. Mm-hmm. Like there's this sort of innocence in children that just like it's completely disgusting. And when they die. I feel like when I <coughs> when they die. When I like picture Amelia Dyer's life, it's all like white and like pure and like polished and stuff mm-hmm. like in terms of what it seems like like she didn't have a messed up family and she thought of herself as like this like angel like mother who is like making angels like it seems not as like obviously like dark and like black and like mm-hmm. tragic as That's like true. how fucked up underneath Amelia's like story is yeah it's crazy. Yeah. I don't know. And in a in that way it's a little bit more similar to the men serial killers that we've heard about. Right. Because theirs all are like very like focused in on actual illness and like Yeah. I mean we can say that for both Eileen and um Amelia. Amelia, but there's this sort of coldness to Amelia and the ones of, like, men that's different. Yeah. It's so different. It's, like, this, like, absence of any feeling, this, like, numbness that we kind of see in their stories. This ability yeah. to keep on, like, going and just, like, not feel anything and actually, like, and enjoy yeah. murdering. I think, like, also for Eileen Warnos. Like, I think of it as it happened because of things that happened to her. Yeah. But with this one, it's it's more like it happened because of because of Amelia. Right. Like, because it of her ideas. Her. Yeah. yeah, because of what she thought, like, what she actually believed. Right. Which probably was because of something that happened to her, but, like, still, so, yeah. it's, it's, like, one of her... It's like what makes her who she is. Yeah. So yeah. That's the story. 
That's the story of Amelia Dyer. I didn't really know most of it for <laughs> this, but yeah, I think that's yeah. a good second episode. Mm -hmm. I mean, Eileen's story, really. It was a good one to start with, man. Yeah, it was a good opener. But yeah, this one's more solemn, definitely. Yeah. There's it's... not movies about it with Charlize Theron. It's, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, nobody's like... really heard of this. Like, a lot of people have heard of, of Eileen Mornos. I mean, not that many. Not that many, but it's like people have heard of, like, fucking Jack the Ripper, but they don't hear no, about exactly. the, like. Now, of Women, this time, even right. with this happening, of the Victorian era, like, the most famous, like, crime is Jack the Ripper. Right, and even no, one even, knows, like, no one even knows who he is. No one knows if it's one person, probably isn't. And, like, this, how is this in the shadows? You know, exactly. she was, like, actually killing hundreds of babies, infants. So, like, and how is that? And they can't even find out yeah. definitively if that's the case. Yeah. Like, there's so many babies that were just not found. Right. Just never found. So, like, how is she not heard about at all? And Jack the Ripper is, like, a celebrity. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Like, yeah. it's kind of... It doesn't make it sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. But it does also, because she's, like... She seems so fine. Like, she seems, yeah. like, facing into, like, her community. Like, she seems fine. Even though she has mental breakdowns sometimes. Like, she seems like an okay person. Right. She's just a regular old baby farmer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? What the, the fuck? fuck? Yeah. And, no. like, no. I mean, Don't if like we that. were to sympathize a little bit, which is harder in this case, very much harder in this case. <laughs> yeah, we already said this. Um, <laughs> yeah. We could talk about how she had to become a baby farmer. Or she, it was like easiest for her. This was so accessible for so many women. Being a baby farmer? Yeah. Or giving your baby up? Being a baby farmer. This is like because an option. It's literally an option because women, I mean. I, it's already a problem that like. It was okay. It's already a problem that like because of pover poverty, people had to give up yeah. their children. And it was I mean, okay. I, it was okay like, with... I totally understand, like, adoption and yeah. abortion, obviously. But, but like, this is different. Like, they, they were forced to because they couldn't support them. And that's, like, really, like... Yeah. And then when they wanted that's them back... <laughs> nice. <laughs> when they wanted them back. That's, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's too bad. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's the story, I guess. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to episode two. Amelia Dyer. Amelia Dyer. Sorry, we're a bit out of it. I think, I go, I think I'm getting you sick. Perhaps. What perhaps. it is. I do believe that. Um, if you have colds, probably from me. Micah, 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 Micah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Micah. And I'm Amelia. And this is Crime Time. Crime Time! <laughs> <laughs>